Have you ever wondered what it's like to experience one of the oldest rainforests as a blind person? Or how it feels to get around one of the seven wonders of the world with mobility issues? You're listening to Access That, a podcast that explores what it's really like to travel as a person with a disability, like me. I'm Carney Liddell. And I'm Oliver Hunter. Each episode, we send a travel lover on an adventure around Queensland and then we get them in the studio to have a chat. We ask them what it's like for them to navigate the world, hearing the highs, the lows and the lowdown from people who have been there. Access that. This podcast is presented by Queensland. Before we get going, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording and the country we love to travel. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And I would especially like to pay my respects to the First Nations people living with a disability. I'm super pumped up for this week's episode, Carney. We have Jimmy Jan. And if you don't know who Jimmy Jan is, he's a TikTok and Instagram star. Way cooler than us. Absolutely. But he's got 772.7 thousand followers, so just a couple of thousand more than me. Yeah, I'm also um, a few thousand short of that, um, but as I said, he, he's making waves online and, and doing great work. And with a name like Jimmy Jan, he's supposed to be famous. Yeah, it's just marketable through and through. He so. also knows how to use TikTok because he's 22. Yeah. yeah. He might be able to help us and maybe we'll get yeah. insta-famous. We, we're jumping inst- on the bandwagon, Jim, so... I'm still on Facebook. Yeah. Is that still a thing? Yeah, well, it's, it's hanging in there, Carney. Let's hold on to it. You may know our guest today, Jimmy Jan from TikTok, and if you do, you'll understand he is one impressive, adventurous dude. In fact, one of his adventures led to a spinal cord injury a couple of years ago. He certainly is an incredible young guy. At just 22, he's studying medicine while also getting millions of views and going viral on social media for his optimistic approach to his new life in a wheelchair. So I'm sure you're in for a big treat. I'm intrigued to find out if much has changed in his life over the last two years now travelling in a wheelchair to when he wasn't travelling with his wheelchair and without a disability. Enjoy. Jimmy, uh, thanks so much for coming on. We're definitely keen to, to hear about your travel journeys and, and adventures. But the question I have, mate, you're a viral sensation on TikTok. We've said it already. What sort of gave you the idea or the vibe or the inspiration to start putting videos out? And, and I guess what was the moment when you were, oh, this is a thing and I can make this work? Um, I mean, the first video I posted, I was still in hospital after my accident and I was bored. It was like during the second wave of COVID. So we weren't like allowed visitors at the time. I was just really bored. So I thought I'll make a video. And then I thought I'll make another video. And then they just kind of kept working well. And so I just kept making more videos. So what Ollie really is asking is how does he become viral? And attach myself to your bandwagon. And get (laughs) 747.27 thousand followers. I'm not jealous at all. You've only got a couple thousand more than me. Just be bored in hospital, I think. (laughs) You've been there, done that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, film it and make a video and put it out there. So when you say, when you said hospital, that was the, I'm guessing the spinal cord. Yeah, I was, it was actually like a rehab unit. So Royal Ride. Spinal ward. Yeah, yeah. And you were, so you're a big traveller pre your spinal cord injury. And how did that happen? The, the, your, your accident, what was, what was the go there? Yeah, so I had a spinal cord injury and 
August of 2021, I was at the snow. Um, I'd, I was living in a van at the time and I'd like moved down to the snow cause like border restrictions, you couldn't like go anywhere. So I just was staying at the snow, skiing the whole season, um, living in my van. And then I was hitting the jumps one morning on my skis and just landed it really poorly, broke my back. And yeah, I guess the rest is history. You know, were you out by yourself when you, I was that morning. Um, I was with friends for a lot of it, um, who were down there, but that morning I was all by my lonesome. It's the first run of the day as well. So, I mean, this isn't really the, we're not, we'll get on the travel in a second. I'm just fascinated. What you were, so you happened, you were like, oops, something's, I'm not, something's going wrong here and you are by yourself. So what, what happened next? Like, yeah, well, I, after I hit the jump, I, um, actually landed on my head, um, and yeah. I lost consciousness for a few minutes and then I woke up and like ski patrol was already around me. Ah, so they got like, on to you. Trying okay. to get up and yeah. But I couldn't because I was paralyzed. Yeah. I'm a mother of a son and I'm trying to not have a panic attack talking to you about this whole living in a van situation, which now that you're in a chair, you'll understand probably that camping and living in a van, I mean, I use it as my excuse to not camp and not live in a van. Mm-hmm. I call uh, three and a half stars camping. Yeah. <laughs> now that you're obviously using a manual wheelchair, I use a power assist wheelchair. Have you noticed, did you travel a lot before and obviously you're traveling now a lot? What's the biggest differences you've noticed so far? Hmm. I mean, I guess before, like with the van, like it just didn't require a lot of thought. I could be like very spontaneous with travel and like go anywhere and you just don't really have to think ahead of time for anything. Um, but now like I guess you've, it's a lot more thought that goes into planning a trip or just even like accessing different venues and different sites. Um, there's a lot less hiking going on <laughs> as well. Yeah. You're telling us, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Again, I yeah. use that as my excuse not yeah. to hike. Yeah. Although if you get a horse, I found on horseback, you can go on in rainforests, on the beach. I love horse riding because it gives me that freedom. Mm. I actually went for my first time ever in a rainforest just recently on horseback and it was incredible. And now I'm quite addicted. Oh, now I need to get a horse. Sweet. You mentioned before about um, that it takes more planning for you now and Carney and I both know it's, we're also wheelchair users. So compared to pre-accident and where you are now, how did you feel about that, your say, first travel experience post-accident? Oh, what was my first travel experience? Oh, I mean, oh, actually, yeah. Your, I first, mean, my travel, first, your first travel experience. The helicopter from the snow to the hospital. <laughs> okay, that is, <laughs> yeah. that I didn't count. have to do any planning. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that was they re- definitely that. let you on then. You don't need a dangerous goods certificate, I'm sure. Yeah, that was a, the ultimate spontaneity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the last time we were ever spontaneous. Uh, helicopter trip. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think I might have gone to South Australia. I think that was probably the first, like, plane travel trip I went on. So let's talk about getting into the aisle chair. Yeah. I, How'd you feel? And I didn't really know like what to expect because like obviously I hadn't ever done that before and never like seen it. Um, but like I'm pretty confident like with my transfers, I can transfer quite independently. So it wasn't like nervous, but I think when I transferred on and then I watched them like wheel my wheelchair away, I was like very nervous because mm-hmm. I don't know, I like just in like movies and media, you like hear about wheelchairs getting destroyed by yes unfortunately we've all experienced broken wheelchairs Mm. hasn't happened to me yet but that is my ultimate fear but I think to touch on your point um about when your chair gets 
gets taken away from you that that mm. nervousness kicks in i mean i guess for us we've been doing it a bit longer than you jimmy but so i think i have come to terms with that fear and it's mm. lesser in me but i'd imagine the first time you watch your chair leave you and you're not with it it's yeah like you'd use the plane as an example like yeah it is it's definitely frightening yeah uh, yeah yeah absolutely yeah and like i guess just the going onto an aisle chair and then like automatically like having that independence of pushing yourself around yeah. is also, I don't know, adds to the whole experience. And I think we have to really emphasise that for an able-bodied person. An aisle chair actually means you can't push it yourself. So I was like a pram mm. and years and years ago, probably before you were even born, in 2008, Kurt Fernley actually, when he got into – they. An airline asked him to get into an, an aisle chair at the at the front counter. Yeah, so when you go into, um, you know, get your ticket and, and get your boarding pass, he refused to get into an aisle chair. And the reason he refused to get into that aisle chair is because we have all been left in aisle chairs. I've been left in aisle chairs and departure lounges for over an hour. Mm. I've um, been left and I had to get someone to push me in an aisle chair into a toilet and then obviously take the, the old chair away. Mm. You're like a child yeah, yeah, yeah. yelling out, finished. Yeah. So to lose that dignity and to be stuck and left in old chairs, you cannot push yourself, which means if the flight's delayed, it could be hours. And the reason why he crawled through the airport was in, you know, protest because he just crawled Kokoda. Yeah. Jimmy, so have you had any uh, challenging experiences since travelling in a wheelchair with a disability? Yeah, nothing like like... Super crazy. One time when I was, um, uh, where was I flying to? Actually, it might have, I think I was flying to Melbourne and I was like waiting on the plane for the aisle chair to come. And then it just like, it took ages. Like <laughs> everyone had like gotten off, like, cause you like wait till everyone gets off. And then it was like 20 minutes and then it was like 30 minutes and like the flight attendants were like, oh yeah, we're just like trying to find your chair. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so what? Um, and then they like, they come back and they're like, so just to confirm you did like, they put your wheelchair under like the plane when you left Newcastle. And I was like, Oh no. Um, I hope so. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and they're like, okay, well, we'll just, we'll sort this out. Just wait here. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it was like, I don't know, like 40 minutes later almost. Um, they came back and they're like, Oh, we found it. It was just, um, at baggage claim. Oh, so that's the one and I was I like, that. Oh, cool. Um, so they, I just got into the aisle chair and then, they pushed me out of the plane and I was like, oh, is there like a different wheelchair that I can like transfer into? Just one that I can like push myself because I'm, I'd like, I was kind of like thinking like about Kurt Fernley actually because, you know, getting pushed all the way through the airport yeah. in the aisle chair, like not super fun. Um, I don't have the words for it, how it feels. Yeah. It's just, I was traveling with my friend and because I like make videos and stuff for like the internet she'd like yes, filmed me we know and who you are Jimmy. Well, yeah <laughs> <laughs> she'd like filmed me because i'd asked her to just like film random points and this like video of me i just look so miserable and like i'm just like like getting like pushed like through the airport and i like i didn't like i didn't feel good no it's just sucks. yeah yeah i've had that too where again with my brother at the time we got we just finished a christmas holiday so we flew um back to melbourne and um, again, same thing happened. I confirmed with the staff, the flight attendants, um, and said, yep, will my chair be at the gate? Because uh, I just had a vibe. I didn't trust mm. the airline. So I, I was just like, is my chair going to be at the gate? And I asked them that many times to the point where they were annoyed because mm. they mm. said, yes, we've confirmed with the ground crew. This is about eight times. I said, yes, we 
can promise you it'll be there. And then same thing happened, waited, waited, then got off. And then they said, oh, yeah, your chair's coming, so just wait here. And I'm in the aisle chair. And then I wait and I wait and I wait to the point where the next flight from the same gate is going back. We went, I think, Adelaide to Melbourne. So that, that same plane is now going back to Adelaide, like an hour, like 45 hour later. And then this, the next staff crew come in and this woman goes, are you flying Adelaide? I was like, no, we've just come from Adelaide. <laughs> she goes, well, what are you doing here? And she was getting pretty snippy. Mm. And I said, we were told, my brother and I, because he was there, because he's like, well, it's their job to support to get this done. So he's like, we're waiting. I'm waiting for my chair. I was told to wait here. And then this woman goes, sort of snaps at me. and goes, oh, that'll be a baggage claim. So you have to go to baggage claim. I was like, I wasn't, that's not how that's meant to work. Yeah. And if it wasn't for my brother, oh, he had to then push me through the, like what happened? He pushed me through the airport. Like mm. a good two Ks. Mm. Yeah. I just figured out a word. You know, I said I didn't have the words. You feel trapped. Yeah. Yeah. You feel trapped, helpless. Mm. Yeah. And completely dependent on another human that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, true. Oh, you yeah. You can't go to the. You can't go yeah. to the toilet. Let's 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 break it down. Yeah. You can't go to the toilet on the plane. I have to just. I like. Have to like really think ahead with like my water intake and yeah. like how long yeah. a plane is like gonna take. Um, so you don't drink any water, do you? you don't drink any wine, no, no beer, no, nothing. Just have to. We have to hold. Yep. Yeah. And that's really dangerous. Yeah. yeah I know yeah. people that go overseas and wheelch- use wheelchairs, and they'll. Won't have a drop of water mm. 20, 30 hours. Yeah, I've done that. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. you can't go to the toilet on the plane. And then if they hold you up with the old chair waiting for your chair, that's another 40 minutes that you can't yeah. go to the toilet. Mm. I have had been lucky enough, well, not lucky, with international flights. When I've been to the States, they have had old chairs on board for the bathroom and the flight attendants were helpful. And I have the capacity to transfer within the – they open up another door within the toilet and I can make it work. But if I, I was thinking at the time, like if you had a scrap less mobility and function than I did for these transfers, you're, you're holding for 20 – like you said, 20 hours. And that's, yeah, not yeah. healthy for one and not safe and just well, – it's inhumane as well. And it's, yeah, it's tough. Oh, inhumane is even a better word yeah. than helpless and yeah. trapped. So – what kind of holidays do you like going on now that you obviously find yourself using a wheelchair? Yeah, I mean, I still like to have like a lot of fun when I travel. Um, and like I've, I've been in a wheelchair for two years, so I'm still like trying to like, you know, figure out what I can do and um, like activities wise. But because I was like quite active before, like with hiking, like did a lot of like scuba diving and trail running and stuff. So I've kind of been trying to like re-explore those areas um yeah. in different ways but just like in a chair I guess mm. I don't think I've really answered that question so you went no, to the, that's well if you want to go scuba diving you went to the right place one of my favorite places in the whole world so the Sundays. so what did you get up to while you were there this time and being the first first time in a in a chair yeah so uh, we went to we were staying in early beach um and we what are they called boats is there a special name for the boat that moves you from one place? They're like not ferry. Oh, the ferry to go Is over to Hamilton Island. I think we'll go with ferry. We'll, <laughs> we'll go short sure, ferry. Um, you had to get on the ferry. Yeah, well, that was another thing. Like before the trip, I was like, I was just not like nervous, but just like hmm, interesting about like how to get onto the boats because I've only been on one boat in a wheelchair so far, and I was like carried on by like four people. It was a big spectacle, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, they just had like a ramp. Everyone was walking on it. It was just 
the same for everyone. You just wheel on. So that was nice and easy to get on the boat. And then we went from Airlie to Whitehaven Beach on the second day. Um, spent the day there. So beautiful. I'm green, aren't I? Pristine. I'm about turning green with jealousy. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm, I'm not really I'm just happy trying for you. to explain what happened. Yeah, I'm not good. trying sorry, to brag. Right. Yeah. How'd you get around on Whitehaven Beach? Because there's a lot of sand. There is a lot of sand. That beautiful white silica sand. They had a, a beach wheelchair. You know those ones with like the big yeah. inflatable. They're wheels? the best. Yeah. Um, they're really sexy, aren't they? <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, from the boat, actually, so the, between the big boat, the big ferry, um, there's like a landing boat. So transferring onto that was a bit weirder. Um, had to go down like, there was like steps and then across onto the boat. So I just kind of just like, I call it boot scooting. It's like when I get out of my wheelchair and then like put my feet forward and then like scoot. Yeah, you're out of your chair and you're doing what you can to yeah. get from yeah. A to B. Yeah, so then I just kind of like got onto the, maybe I got a piggyback. My my friend Pete went with me, and he's my my go to piggybacker. Um, we all need a Pete. We do, we do. Um, but yeah, I I think I piggyback onto the landing boat, and then I just kind of like they brought the beach wheelchair into the water, and I can kind of like transfer on. I had to get pushed around the beach, um, which isn't like how I would prefer to like yeah. navigate a space, um, but like. I mean, there's obviously not a lot of like developed infrastructure on Whitehaven Beach because it's like a national park. So, I mean, alternatively. And the sand is really soft. It's so soft. It's like, yeah. But yeah, just got pushed around and went swimming and heaps of fun. Yeah. The other thing about a beach wheelchair, I've had plenty of time in them, is that, yeah, it is, it's not the, like you said, not the ideal way to navigate the space. That's a very articulate way to say that, Jimmy. Good on you. Um, <laughs> But uh, what, I, what you know as well is to push, for someone to push you in those beach chairs on the soft sand, they've got to have some strength and stamina. And for me, when I'm, you know, uh, 85 kilos on a good day, mm. like that's, that's a big effort. And I've had, uh, luckily I've got, you know, th- brothers that are strong and my dad, you know, but I've had people that like, you know, friends that like, I, they physically couldn't move me on the, the beach. But that being said, I love, I love a beach chair and it's been able to, to open up that world to me as well because I was someone that loved the sand, loved the beach. And before a beach chair, we just had to hope that the lifeguards were like, oh, yeah, we'll whip you down in our buggy and you just sit on the sand all day. And do you find much difference now that you've now got a spinal cord injury with swimming? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a lot less, like, agile in the water. Um, but, I mean, I still love swimming. Yeah. Um, so definitely glad I'm still able to do that um, and, you know, Good thing the little beach wheelchair was there so I could still swim. Hello from Queensland. It's Jimmy reporting live. And I'm very happy to have landed in Queensland. Just as suspected, it's nice and warm. I'm staying in a nice accessible room. So accessibility-wise, I am very happy. Lots of fun activities planned. Exploring, just having fun, really. We went to Whitehaven Beach and had to transfer from the boat to the landing boat which I just kind of like boot scooted I call it boot scooting it's when I get on my out of my wheelchair onto my butt and then just kind of like scoot so yeah I boot scooted from the boat to the landing boat and then I just like sat on the um landing boat which we took to Whitehaven Beach and waiting on the beach for me was a nice beach wheelchair which was um very handy 
it was a good thing I had my friend P with me. So he pushed me around the beach, went for a swim. Getting back onto the landing boat when we were leaving was a bit more of a challenge. I ended up just uh, getting a piggyback from Pete, uh, waited till all the other guests um, go off the landing boat and then Pete piggybacked me again off the landing boat, up the stairs of the boat. I don't really love getting piggybacked or like being carried from one place to another. I'd much prefer to be able to like independently transfer or just use my wheelchair and wheel onto something. But you know, sometimes that's not possible given the infrastructure that is available and when the alternative is missing out, I'd rather not miss out and just get a little help from someone. After Whitehaven, we went back to Airlie and we did a sunset cruise. Oof, um, okay. It was real nice. Yeah. Um, just around like Airlie. It's beautiful. It's just so beautiful and like it was warm and like, Bright and, and it's just yeah, it was really nice. Um, that transfer was like a little bit onto like the boat. I just kind of did like a pivot transfer onto like the floor of the boat, and then someone pulled my wheelchair up, and I transferred. But that wasn't too um, hard. And then you're just chilling on the sunset cruise and floating around for a couple hours. Just wondering, mate. Mm -hmm. You able to you can get out of your chair and do the do the self transfers, and mm. you've got the ability to do that, which is awesome. And you make the most of your capacity. That's always mm. the aim. But if if I don't know if you can try and um, just sort of imagine for a minute if you can, if you couldn't, because I can't get out of my chair and I don't have that yeah. that level of zipping around and doing that. Could you have done those transfers or those moves? You're probably still in, stuck on the ferry, in mate. In your chair. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I had You're still there. It's been two months. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, no, I don't think in, like independently, probably not able to get onto the, the sunset cruise, um, even probably maybe onto the landing boat. There are accessible boats. Yeah, in yeah. Place. Like I know for, I've been to the Whitsundays yeah. many times, as I've mentioned. Yeah. You'd probably have to get into an aisle chair to get into a smaller chair to get on the ramp, but yeah. there are actual accessible boats that you can hire that you can wheel onto as well. Yeah. But it would definitely take you probably getting into yeah. a different kind of chair, I'd say. Yeah, cool. And then, so you went on the Sunset Cruise. Sorry, I'm just dreaming about being on the Sunset Cruise. <laughs> I, think that's, we, that's, yeah. I just went off. I was just that's, on. That's I was just therapy on for the, another day. And, I, and, I'd, and I'd be happy to be still stuck on that Sunset Cruise. <laughs> yeah. And the Whit Sundays. Once you're in Hamilton Island, did you go to Hamilton Island? I did. That was the the next day. Um, spent the day on Hamilton Island. It was so good. Um, I only had been to Hamilton Island probably for like a couple hours when we sailed there like ages ago. Um, so it was really nice to like kind of actually explore Hamilton Island. Um, we what did we do? Well, we caught the boat back over from Airlie to Hamilton and went in a helicopter. That was a lot of fun. Different helicopter experience this time around, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's actually the the second helicopter I've been, and I think this one was a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it was again, it was a weird transfer to get in. Um, I did like a piggyback on Pete, and he like turned around and just popped me on the ground, and then I was able to get up on the seat. But um, because I guess helicopters aren't designed to be very wheelchair accessible, and that was a non-stop tour. You didn't. Yeah, we yeah. just like flew around um, the islands. We saw a few, few islands, Whitsunday Island. Um, and then after that, we did a ATV tour. And that was a lot of fun, um, especially because I, I used to, like, do a lot of hiking and stuff. Um, and there's, like, cool trails on Hamilton Island and 
you're not really able to push your wheelchair on them because they're like steep and rocky. So it was cool to like go in an ATV and see these trails and explore the island. Yeah. Well, you feel like you still got to explore how you would if you were hiking, but you, yeah, ATV gave her the option to. Exactly. Ollie doesn't know what an ATV is. What is it? Okay, I don't. All-terrain vehicle. That's why it's I like a, like I a, know. I know. I was just yeah. <laughs> like an action man vehicle. What about the golf carts? The golf buggies. They're so fun. I, it's. I think that's one of my favorite things about Hamilton Island is just everyone just like ripping around in like golf buggies. Um, yeah. yeah, they're cool and like not too hard to transfer into uh, from my wheelchair. So that's good. Is there anything you miss about traveling now that you're in the chair as opposed to when you like pre? pre-chairs what's is there it doesn't doesn't have to be but I mean it's it's probably just I mean definitely like the spontaneity I didn't really like ever kind of make plans they were always like on a whim and I would just like Mm. go do what I wanted to do Um, but the word spontaneous is actually a word that I often say that I I've been disabled my whole life I was born with my disability and it's interesting because a lot of my friends who are very um organized and details orientated often call me spontaneous right I think that's because it sometimes doesn't matter how much planning you do or how many people you call or how many times you call the airline or how many times you call someone and say, is it accessible? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, yes, except for one step and then you get there and you times it by three, which is three steps. Mm-hmm. I sometimes think wherever you go in the world, especially at your age and with the manual light chair, you will find people that will help you figure it out. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. Do you find that in Hamilton Island? Do you find many people that would help you up there apart from Pete? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like when I was um, like getting off like the boat onto the the landing boat at Whitehaven Beach, like like the whole crew is just like, oh, what can we do? Like, yeah, uh, we can we can all just like pick you up and carry you down, and like like everyone. I mean, I guess kind of anywhere, anywhere like I encounter like steps or something, someone's like, oh, do you want a hand? And I'm like, no, it's alright, I'll go around or whatever. But like, I mean, yeah. That's because it's North Queensland. People up there will really and truly, yeah. they will help you. They'll carry my chair. And what about the Sumat Bar? See, I, that's on my list of things that have to be involved with my travel is a Sumat Bar. <laughs> bar. You know why? Why? Because when you're in a chair, you can't carry around the drinks. So I can actually go to the bar. True. Because I'm a good Sumat. And buy a round of drinks and just sit there and feel able-bodied and feel, because <laughs> I always want to go on a holiday and not feel disabled. Yeah. So Sumat Bar is on my absolute yeah. definite priority list. It's just smart thinking. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Today was fun. I know I've used that adjective a lot, but it's the best word I have. The helicopter ride was incredible. It's probably really obnoxious, but it is got to be one of the best ways to just see the islands. Getting onto the helicopter was a bit of touch and go. I thought I might have been able to transfer myself up onto the helicopter floor but it's a lot higher than I thought so I ended up getting like carried on like a piggyback and then I was put on the floor and I could transfer up onto the seat. It was definitely worth the weird transfer because it's like a truly spectacular way to see the Whitsundays and really appreciate how magnificent this part of Queensland is. And then we went and did an ATV tour This was really fun for me. Since I've been in a wheelchair, I haven't really been able to do that. A lot of paths are steep and there's steps and rocks and so you can't really navigate it with a wheelchair. So the ATV tour was so cool because we were able to like go on the trails and drive on the beach and see the parts of the island that I just wouldn't be able to access in a wheelchair. So 
I was a big fan of the ATV tour and I ate some ants, but they were really sour. That was part of the tour. Like if you wanted to eat an ant, you could eat an ant. And I did, and it was, it was good. I think what I've learned from this chat above all is we all need a Pete. So if Pete's available, Jim, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass my number over. If I've got any travel coming up, I think. I was going to uh, say, is he single? But he's obviously not. No, he's dating he's, his sister. Yeah, so let's not. Let's just keep that on another thing there, Carly. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's uh, and I think that's the thing too. I think you, you'll realise this as well. We've we've already touched on it, but yeah, you'll figure it out. I think mm. travel, especially if you do some extensive, like I've, we've all both of us have done extensive overseas travel. Um, yeah, you, you'll have times where things haven't gone to plan, or yeah, and you just got to. It's not necessarily spo- I don't know if it's spontaneity, but it's just you've got to be fluid and mm. and make it happen and make it work and and um, yeah, it's it's fun, but it can be can be stressful and can be can be tough. And I I was um, I remember one trip to the US. I went to New York because all I wanted to be was yeah. in New York and do that. And I was you know 20, I was your age at twenty three. I was like I just want to be in New York. You know watch the movies, TV shows. The city never sleeps. And then I five days there. And I, um, I, I left in, in tears because it, it broke me. But then, but that, and then that, that hurt me because I was like, I wanted that city to be the best. But then I, I've been back, um, went back this time last year and um, had the best time um, because I also, it does help to have a bit of money. And when you're a real adult with a real job, you can <laughs> afford to do a bit more. In Hang on a minute, you've got a real job? Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course it's a real job. Uh, yeah. So what about skiing? Are we going to go back to the snow? What's going to go on from now on with your yeah. experiences moving I'm forward? Going back to the snow, I think in a week? In a week. Gonna, got some. got another trip planned. I I started skiing again last year. So it was a, I wanted to be skiing again on my 12-month yeah. anniversary because I thought that was funny. Um, so I went down like 10 months after my accident so I could like learn how to ski. So that I was like – yeah, sit skiing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that I could be like good at skiing, good, yeah. um, able to ski um, on my 12 month anniversary. So, yeah, I've been back into the skiing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I was wondering have you thought about looking into the Winter Paralympics, seeing as you did like skiing before your accident? I kind of have, yeah. I um, Well, I, the ski trip I have planned coming up, it's a, a little snow sports development camp. So, <gasps> in cool. Australia. So, I guess I'm. I'm that kind of like pathway is there. Um, I just, I'm trying to figure out my, my schedule for the next few years. I, um, I still have two years left of uni to go. And oh, you're studying medicine. Yeah. So I'm taking a year off this year, but I, um, I'm trying to like figure out how to do everything that I want to yeah. do um, with the time I have. Had you done any study with your medicine degree about paraplegia, spinal cord injury or disability? It was literally the semester before. Um, so we just finished like the neuro unit. So I learned all about spinal cord injuries. And then, yeah, so like when I had my accident and I um, I was like in the medical centre after they like did an x-ray on me and um, I asked if I could see the x-ray. I used to say radiography, so I kind of like x-rays. But yeah, they showed me and I was like... Yep, spinal cord injury because, um, like, my vertebra was, like, completely, like, displaced mm. all the way over my spinal cord. So, um, yeah, I guess my studies came in very handy there. <laughs> in good a good understanding. way or a bad way? I mean, like, I, mean, I guess it was a good way. Like, I mean, it happened. So it was it was nice to have, like, an understanding of what was going on, somewhat understanding because um, 
I feel like I went on to learn a lot more about spinal cord injuries than I learned in uni. So it was cool. If there's anything you could change um, about your travel experiences now with a disability to make it more accessible, what would that be? Whether that's your experience in Hamilton Island or in your travel general? Um, it's an excellent question. I think, especially for like, I mean, like if I'm like going interstate or like going into somewhere where I'm like not familiar with like a place at all, you know, like on like websites where they have like the little accessibility like mm-hmm. section about like the place. I, I mean, when it's like done correctly, I like, I really appreciate those for at least for like planning stuff. Um, thanks so much for coming on, Jimmy. Thank um, you so much. So great to hear your story and good luck with any future travels. So great to have you on. And if you need someone to feature in a TikTok video, give me a call. <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Access That, presented by Queensland. We'll be back again soon with more from the people who have been there at Access That. In the meantime, head over to queensland.com for more on accessible travel.